Hey guys, Kenz and I are going on tour. The For The Girl 2020 tour is here and we are coming to a city near you. Yes, it's gonna be an amazing night of worship, speaking, prayer. We are gonna encounter God together. You're not gonna wanna miss it. We're going to Nashville, Tennessee, Oxford, Ohio, Kankakee, Illinois, Grand Rapids, Indy, Birmingham, Atlanta, Pasadena, California, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Denton, Texas, and Oklahoma City. You can purchase your ticket at ForTheGirl.com. They are running out quickly, so go today. Also, follow us along on Instagram at ForTheGirl. We're giving you the behind the scenes, the preparation, the time in the van, on our way, after setting up all the fun things. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll see you there. Can't wait to worship together. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everyone. I wanted to give a very big welcome back. It is season three. Can you wow. believe? I feel like we just started this podcast season yesterday. Season three. Also, everybody says, like, I can't believe we're already at. No, but don't five. you literally feel like it started yesterday? Yes, I do. I but feel like come we on, still. Mac. I Try know, not no. to be so basic. Like, no, I feel like we're still season three. so so bad at podcasting. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How can we be at season three and still be oh, this bad? Wow, it's season three. How did we get here? Wow. Okay, but anyways, um, you guys, this season though, we are very excited. Honestly, just personally excited because we got to be a little more lighthearted, a little more fun, but also very much serious and <laughs> just chasing after Jesus. Yes. Okay. So for season three, <laughs> our theme or our topic is love, love dating, dating, and relationships. And we wanted to do this around Valentine's Day because it's about love, dating, and relationships. It's just a season of love. It's a season of love. Like they've already started putting out the heart things. Yeah. When you go Kroger. into Target, grocery stores, yeah. you see it everywhere. So. And we know that it is probably on your mind these days yes. more than usual. And we also, no, Ken's always says this statistic. I don't know where she got it from, <laughs> but she said that college women um, or young adult women, boys or dating or relationship is on their mind 60% of the time. Yes. And apparently it's factual. From it Ken's. is. Think about it. It is literally what we're all thinking about about 60% of the time. And so if we're going to pick a topic to talk about, I think it better be the thing that we think about 60% of the time. Yes. So yes. we'll cover the other 40 other places. But right now we're we addressing Diving in and dating and relationships. We're going to be talking about what we'll be talking to you, whether you're single or you're dating or you're married or you're engaged or whatever the situation is. We'll be talking to you. We got some single guys on the podcast. We got some dating guys on the podcast. We've got couples on the couples on the podcast. We've got some solid girlfriends on the podcast that are going to be sharing their love stories or just single seasons and what God's teaching them in the midst of that, you guys. You know, it is lighthearted and fun, but in all seriousness, it, yeah. it really is really um, 
uh, powerful in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, there's so, I think there's really going to be so much good stuff that will really speak to your heart. Yeah, And honestly, even though we're talking about love, dating, relationships, like it's all going to push you closer to Jesus. So yes. that's really our heartbeat behind what yes. we do here at For The Girl. Um, 100%. But today for our very first episode, we have a very special guest on the podcast. We have a guy. Whoa, that is shocking. Kind of, right? <laughs> I'm shook. Are you shook? I'm shook. But his name is Tevin Lucas. Tevin lives here in Nashville. He is the founder of The Hope and Love, which is an awesome organization, nonprofit that um, really speaks on suicide and mental illness and really kind of like pours into the lives of middle school and high school students. And Tevin goes around and speaks to them and shares his own story. And it's really powerful and incredible. So you should definitely check out the hope and love, but he is going to be talking all about dating relationships. We loved giving his take on things and I think you're going to really enjoy it too. But before we get to our conversation with Tevin, you guys know what time it is. Oh my gosh. New season. We're still doing Mac and Ken's mess up. Yes, we are. We are going to share because it has to do with love, dating relationships. We had to share a love, dating or relationship mess up. So Mac is taking it away for the first one. So Mac, you have the spot. I'm sharing this week. Ken's you're sharing next week. But then the rest of the season, we're going to be sharing some of your mess ups. Yes. uh, When it comes to dating and relationships. So be on the lookout for that. Yes. And if you have a mess up story and have yet to send it to us, DM us because we want to see it. We've already gotten a few and we're just dying laughing and we'd love to share yours too. Yes, yes. So please send those in. Okay, Kenz, you, I don't think you've ever heard this story. Oh I've my kept gosh. it a secret from you until then. <laughs> and this is really, I think this story, this story is just kind of out of character for me. Oh. So, okay, so this is when I was in high school. Okay. Um, I was, I think I was a senior in high school. And when I was in high school, I was head over heels in love with this one guy. And um, his name was Brody. I'll say his name now because because <laughs> I say name. You say name, so I feel like I gotta say names. His name is Brody. I was like, hey Brody. so <laughs> what a good name. I think he's married and has kids now, so I think we're all good. Okay, but um, we're yeah. I yeah. hope he's not listening. Okay, but I was like head over heels, like I was obsessed with him. He was three years older than me, so he mm. was in college, and um, I I mean I met him my sophomore year of high school or whatever. So. But anyways, I was so head over heels for him. I mean, this was years in the making. Like sophomore year, obsessed with him. Junior year, obsessed with him. Senior year, obsessed with him. Like it didn't matter whether he had a girlfriend, whatever it was, I was always just like so obsessed with him. And this is back in the day when you like texted all the time. So he and I texted like all the time, Mm -hmm. but we never like really would ever date. Uh So not a good healthy thing at all, but we always were texting. Mm -hmm. So Christmas Eve... Um, I was sitting at my dinner table and with all my family mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't know what came over me, but something really came over me and I, the song Blue Christmas by Elvis mm-hmm. was playing on the stereo and I started singing it and I mean, I'm, you think Aww. I'm kidding, you think I was kidding, I was dead serious. I started singing Blue Christmas at my wow. dinner table with my whole family there, sobbing. I was sobbing my eyes out, <laughs> singing Blue Christmas wow. at the dinner table, crying over Brody. And yes. um, literally my whole family, they didn't know what to do with me because this was not like me. Like I normally I'm like 
I don't need a guy like strong, independent, whatever. But I was literally sobbing my eyes out of the dinner table. And my whole family was like, are you okay, Mackenzie? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. And I'm just sobbing my eyes out. And I was kind of laughing because it was after a while, it got kind of funny. But I mean, for, for a solid... The whole song, and then I kept crying for like a solid 20 minutes after. How did you recover? I mean, it was just my season of life during that time. I was So you and Brody, like, it never never quite came all the way through. It never quite quite worked out. Yeah. How do you feel when Blue Christmas comes on now? I feel a little, like, twinge of pain in the heart, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I can't really listen to it. The story honestly reminds me of one where I sang a song to a boy once. You sing a song to a yes. boy Yes, I was in the fifth grade, and he was moving states, and we were like, we were a couple. We were dating. Okay. Same as Troy Elliott. Hey, Troy. He's still out there. I think he's single. I love that you give last names. Yeah. <laughs> Next level. Anyways, he was leaving, and I, I don't know if you guys know the song, or if this is just me, or if this is really old-fashioned. I think it is. It's that song that goes, because I'm leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I recorded this on my phone. And yeah. you sent it to him? And sent it to him. And I think he liked it. I don't really remember. But what I do remember is my siblings found it. And oh, that's so embarrassing. roasted me for years. That is so. mortifying. But the songs when you're like younger, connecting to like yeah. your love life yeah. is like way big well, of a deal. I feel you like know, now it's you know, much. back in the day in high school, I used to write songs. Oh, you so probably have a lot I of love wrote songs. All of my songs from high school were about Brody, and they're really sad. Oh, does Brody know that? Yeah, he knew it. He knew it. He would literally be like, he, yeah, it was Brody. Not, it was not healthy. Brody. But I loved him. I loved him. Guys, but let me tell you, you will get over it. I am going to get over your first him love. after this. I don't know what, about you I guys. don't know if you're going to, he's not going to look like what you think he's going to look like. But okay. I love him. We all him. know how to find Brody, guys, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brody starts getting all these new followers. Uh, yes. He might. He might. Okay. All right. Well. You know what? We talked about my blue Christmas. Hopefully the rest of the season isn't as depressing as this. Oh, but um, I don't think it will be. We're no. so excited for this episode, you guys. Tevin holds himself with just so much maturity. He's going to be really speaking from a guy's perspective, just bringing like truth of what like honestly guys are thinking when they yeah. start dating and um, things that we should hold ourselves to. So it's going to be so good, you guys. Take notes. Get ready for a great episode. All right, everybody, let's jump into our conversation with Tevin. Tevin, first off, how do you feel about being on the For The Girl podcast? I'm so excited and honored to be on it. Um, I've never done anything like this, so it's going to be new to me. Um, But I'm super excited, and thank you for having me on. Oh, my goodness. It's honestly better this situation with a b- bunch of girls listening and you don't see them versus like a huge room full of all the girls that yeah. would be Better listening. Like now that would be a little nerve yeah. that, that definitely would. Definitely <laughs> would. You, it, honestly, you look pretty funny sitting here and we have a pink tablecloth in the glow <laughs> of the pink. Like, you know, oh, no. you don't quite fit into the delight office, but we're really glad that you came here. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in my little sister's room yeah. right now. And so <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm oh loving my it. goodness. I love it. Well, seriously, thank you for being here. And we thought before we jumped into all of our questions about 
love and dating and relationships and all those yeah. things. We're going to get there. I thought it'd be super cool. First off, you just shared mm-hmm. a little bit more about what you do and a little bit about uh, the hope and love, if you could. Yeah, definitely. Um, the hope and love is a nonprofit that I started a few years ago and hopes to just really bring hope and love to a generation in attacking the epidemic of mental illness mm-hmm. and suicide. Mm-hmm. And it's something really near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. and something that I've been affected by and struggled with. And so when I started it, um, it was really just wanting to speak into people's lives and share stories that could bring hope and bring love yeah. and let people realize that no matter what they're going through, no matter what they've been through, no matter what they're walking through right now, that they are more loved than they could ever imagine. And that if there's breath in their lungs, there is hope for their life and to not give up. Um, and good. so started so that good. a few years ago when we do um, nationwide tours through high schools, middle schools and colleges um, and really just attacking those epidemics. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Okay. And you live here in Nashville? I do. Brand new to Nashville. Amazing. Um, four months in. So I'm loving it. Nashville's yes. amazing. Do you have a favorite part of Nashville? Oh, um, <laughs> I think I live right by 12 South. Okay. And so yes. I love the 12 South Murals. Area. You take all the pics with the murals. All the pics. Get your five daughters donuts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, that's how I actually announced that I was living here. Um, was in front of the I Believe in Nashville. Okay. Love. Cheesy. Oh, you, know. you gotta do it Wait, though. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do you go to Portland Brew? We love Portland Brew. I don't know if I've been to Portland. Uh, are you yet. a frothy guy? I'm not a frothy guy. Okay, my seat. I don't want to give my secret. Oh, you don't like coffee? No, I okay. love coffee. You don't want to share your I'm spot? I'm a white bison guy. Oh. Because oh. they have the fireplaces up on the second deck with yeah. the couches oh. and everything. It's the coziest place. <laughs> okay. I Maybe not that. the best coffee. coffee. Bless <laughs> but their hearts. It's but hidden. It's a, it's a good little spot. That second floor is pretty cool. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. Give you that. And it is really convenient to have. So 12 South is this like street in Nashville for those of you who have been where it basically is just a bunch of shops and boutiques and ice cream and food and all the things. It's really awesome. And forever, they never had a place to just like grab water. And on a summer day in Nashville, it was like really hot and like you'd be desperate to go to the bathroom and have water. So they put this basically gas station yep. called White <laughs> Bison. <laughs> It's so confusing. It's just cute. It's like more boutique and cute. And like and then local they vibe. Local. Feeling. And yeah. then they put white vice in there. And every all the locals were like, what in the world? Why'd they put this gas station there? Like, like you can get your Doritos yeah. and like pickles there. Yeah. It's so crazy. But that's Tevin's yeah. favorite spot. That's my spot, the convenience store. <laughs> You're keeping that place open. You and all the, oh, the, yeah. the tourists. But nah, it's hey, there's good. always it's there's it's always cool. spots. So if, <laughs> yeah. if you need a place to sit down, white bison, white bison. second That's floor, amazing. fireplace. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, well, before we get into all the good meaty stuff of this podcast, we want to know some fun things about you. So, what's maybe something that um, not even your friends would know that they'd be surprised to know about you? Oh, ah, uh, that's. One of my guilty pleasures and something that, actually there's two things. One of them is that I love Nicholas Sparks movies. Oh. I am obsessed with Nicholas okay, Sparks movies. Good. Do you have a favorite? Safe Haven is my favorite. <laughs> he knows. I like Dino. that you didn't go for the classic The Notebook. You went like deeper in. Yeah, you know. Safe Haven. And uh, I even, 
I'll even go to the places in North Carolina where it was filmed. Oh, um, okay. Wow. You go You're to that, that much I, of a I fan. love just like going and, and wow. I feel like when I'm in those places, yeah. you know, Have you I'm like I'm falling in love and there's nobody there with me, but it's yeah. just, <laughs> You're like, yeah. I've never read the books though. Okay. I just the movie the books, guy. Okay. Just the movies. That's really fun. I love that. Yep. And then, uh, I'm a big HGTV guy. Oh. I love HGTV. Mm. It makes me feel like a handyman, even though I'm not. Yeah. That's Just by watching, I'm like, I could rebuild a house. (laughs) I could, you know, fix this thing up if I needed to. Oh, my goodness. Um, This makes all the sense in the world. So you took the dating personality quiz. Yes. And can you tell us your type? Like, what are you? Oh, I'm committed. Did you read the committed description? I did. And it's it's spot on. I feel like ever since I was young, that's how I've been. And like when I read the description, I was like, okay. And okay. in the description, I think we say you're an avid fan of HGTV. HGTV. Like, straight up. <laughs> I forgot about that. It, <laughs> it, does, it does say full that. It, it comes full this could not be more accurate for you. You are lover of HGTV. <laughs> I am. Have you been dreaming about your wedding since childhood? I don't know if I've been dreaming about the wedding per se, okay, but definitely yeah. being married and having okay. kids. That's always been yeah. my dream ever since I was little, which is weird. Like people would be like, what yeah. do you want to be when you grow up? That's okay. yeah. And most people would say like a police officer, a firefighter, a football player or whatever. But I would be like, I want to be a husband and a dad. <laughs> like I want to be a dad. That's really a so, dad. That's really sweet. You really are. You're diehard committed. That's amazing. Yeah, it was spot on. It was spot on. So Okay, so speaking of dating, what are some maybe like underrated qualities that you look for in a girl? Like underrated. Oh, the first, like one of the biggest <laughs> qualities that I don't know if many people look for, but I love to see how a girl treats a waitress or a waiter when we're at a restaurant mm, or really, good. Yeah. Um, really anybody serving them the way I feel like that you treat somebody that's serving you yeah. in any um, capacity is a great way to tell somebody's character and the like yeah. how they are towards other people. Yeah. And so that's, that's a, a big really quality. good one. That's a really, really, really awesome one. And I think that does say a lot about a person when mm. somebody's like, I was a waitress in um, college and I always say, I think because of that experience being on the other side, when you go up to a table, people totally ignore you. Like they act like you're not even there. Yeah. It's like now I'm like so aware of it. And I'm always like, how are you? Like what's everything yeah, yeah. about you? Because I've been there yeah. and that really does. That's, it means a lot when somebody's super awesome with like waiters and waitresses and everything. Yeah, that's so good. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so we really want to jump in and have a super honest like real conversation all about you know the dating world today kind of like the relationship culture and how do we as people who like love the lord and are chasing after the heart of god like how do we approach this topic and i think this is super cool to talk about and do it in a way that's um fun but also do it in a way that like we really approach it from from the lens of like from the lens of Jesus and truly how can we yeah. go about this? Because it's so hard. There's so many tough parts about it. There's yeah. cultures telling us one thing, you know, other people are telling us another thing. And so there's so many ways we can go mm-hmm. about this. So I thought to kind of kick it off, we could just talk about kind of the relationship slash dating culture today and yeah. maybe what's something Mm-hmm. super cool about it because I think times are different than they were, you know, even when our parents were dating. Um, <laughs> what's something super cool and like that you see that's awesome about it? And then also what's one thing that you're like, this is awful. We mm-hmm. got to like get rid of this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I think something that's awesome in 
our culture today when it comes to dating and relationships is that people are more willing to be open and honest um, about things and um, Mm -hmm. not really hide as many things, which I think is great. There's a lot of authenticity in a way in some of the things. Um, Obviously not in everything, but I think that's something that there's there's more... um, openness to different things and then Mm -hmm. I also one one thing being mixed uh, my mom's white my dad's black I think that Mm -hmm. people being willing to have interracial relationships um, in our generation is uh, amazing and I think it's breaking down a lot of walls Mm -hmm. and makes a huge difference in the world and so that's something that I find really um, interesting and amazing about our culture um, today when it comes to the negative things about relationships and our culture. Um, and when I speak on relationships or really talk about it, I want to be like open, honest, and transparent that like yeah. I haven't always been the best at it. Yeah. I'm still not, I'm still learning each and every day. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've never done everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've broken a lot of hearts, hurt a lot of people. Um, and that's something that I have to live with. And, and, but it's also something that I'm learning from. Um, yeah. And I can look back kind of on the, the mistakes that I've made and learn from it. And so if you're out there, I hope that yeah. you know that the mistakes you've made doesn't mean that you're going to be horrible moving forward, that yeah. you can learn from it. Yeah. Um, but I've learned from the way that I looked at it and things that I learned, I think, from my relationships that discourage me about our culture today is the comparison. Mm, that yeah. There's so much comparison in relationships mm-hmm. that maybe there's an amazing girl that you see that you know um, that you're interested in pursuing, but then you're on you know social media and you're like, oh, but what about this girl that you maybe you don't even know? Yeah. She might live yeah. halfway around yeah. the world, but you compare and I think are scared to commit because you have this fear of missing out on yeah. what could be next. And I think that holds our generation and our culture back from having successful um, relationships because we're thinking about, you know, what could be next instead of what's going on right now. Um, And we have a fear of committing because of what we might miss out on. And so I think with social media and the keeping up with the Joneses becoming the 7 billion person um, mm-hmm. complex is is something mm-hmm. that our generation and culture struggles with. Yeah. yeah. It's so true and it's so something that like, like I said, 50 years ago, nobody yeah. had to deal with. It was like you knew probably 50 people yeah. and like you picked somebody <laughs> from the 50 people in your town and yeah. like it was great. And yeah. it's cool now that we have access to so many more people today, but also at the same time, I think there is that like lie mm-hmm. that a lot of us kind of believe that the right person is like one DM way or one whatever yeah. way. And I think that holds people back so many times from yeah. like, we just believe the lie that like the next person is going to be better. And yeah. I think that can be really, really unhealthy and yeah. stifle a lot of probably awesome and healthy relationships. Yeah. 100%. There's always another option. Like the options are like endless and it, it's just hard. It's just so yeah. hard. You're like, it's hard to stay in a committed mindset. Um, I love that. Good perspective, Tevin. <laughs> also, that was a word that you said about anybody, you know, you haven't done it right all the time. Um, yeah. You know, your past or whatever, everybody has their stuff. But yeah, I love what you said about starting fresh and like it can be different tomorrow, the next years, the next months. It can be different from what like your dating life has looked like. 
um, before. Um, this spoke to me a lot. I feel like so often we live in this like victim mentality. We were like, this is just like me. Like I'm just like flirty. I always look for the next best option. Like that's how I'm going to be forever. But like yeah. that doesn't have to be how yeah. you have to be forever. You can be like committed and this can be something new and different and good. And that's good. Definitely. It's a word. It's a word. Okay, guys, so you've probably heard us mention this whole Discover Your Dating Personality quiz. Well, if you haven't taken it yet, what are you doing? All you got to do is go to ForTheGirl.com. You'll find the link to the quiz, and you will figure out which of the six types of daters that you are. Are you the committed? Are you the cautious? Are you the flirt? I don't know. Take the quiz. Post your results on Instagram. We cannot wait to see what type you are. Um, okay, <laughs> we, we asked this question, um, we've asked this question before, so we want to know from your perspective though, it's just a good one, what are some um, qualities in, or maybe like what's one big quality that one of your close friends has, like a guy friend, that you think every girl should hold out for, like a really solid quality? I think... The a big quality that comes to my mind. Um, of, I have a friend that is is not scared to do this, um, and I have a few friends. And every time, like I, I just, I look up to it so much, and it's something that I want to model myself after. Is um, that the lack of fear to pursue somebody mm-hmm. wholeheartedly? That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, I think. We have this mentality of one foot in, one foot out, yeah. or like I like yeah. them, but I'm not going to pursue them because I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. I think that, mm-hmm. um, and every time that I talk about girls or relationships, I'm not the best at relationship advice, <laughs> but um, something that I always tell my little sisters that they've given me a heart for is I always tell them like, make sure like a man will know that he wants you and he will pursue you. Yeah. He will not pedal around and be like well I don't know Mm -hmm. you know like he will know what he wants and he will go for it and so that is a quality that I think that every woman should hold out for because Mm -hmm. they deserve to be pursued 100% Mm -hmm. um they're not an option yeah yeah they are like they they they're not meant to be treated as an option they are meant to be pursued as as a woman and um and so that's a quality that I look up to um and try to model myself after and I have amazing friends that do that well and so that's something that's good yeah. yeah that's so good I'm sure having little sisters totally like changes the game yeah. are you super protective over them I am very protective yeah. <laughs> I'm very protective yeah um I they're my little sisters but in a lot of ways like spent a lot of time raising them and so mm-hmm. it's like they've become like they're my little yeah. sisters but I view them kind of yeah. as like daughters in a way and so I'm like Definitely the protective big brother <laughs> that hilarious. has said things to some guys and some of their boyfriends that I probably shouldn't have, <laughs> but uh, I, they need I some have, protection. So I have two older brothers, and they growing up, they so I think because there's a pretty big age gap, they were so not protective, or they just never really like cared to know about my dating life. Really, but one time, my older brother, he's married and like has a kid now or whatever. But randomly, this is probably like three years ago, my brother took me to lunch straight up to talk to me about sex and I was like wow I was like so scarred I was like are you what what is where did this come from it was so funny though because it was so out of
out of the blue. It just was so random. And his wife was sitting there the whole time looking at me like, I, I don't know. He just, <laughs> he just wanted to he just wanted to have the That's conversation. Amazing. And I was like, That's okay, hilarious. all right. <laughs> so older brothers, I get that. Bold move. Bold I know. Move. I know. Straight to the good stuff. Yeah. I I hope I don't know if every older brother should do that. It was a little scary. <laughs> I, mean, I think it I think it's needed, you know. Yeah. It is cool coming so. from your brother, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you kind of talked about this, but about guys um, pursuing girls, and I think that's so cool. But in our world today, there's this whole thing of like, can girls make the first move? And so, <laughs> I guess in the, I want to just look at that perspective. Like, yeah. Do you think is that weird if a girl makes the first move? Like, what is that? Because there's probably a lot of girls listening to this podcast that have crushes, seen them from afar. Really yeah. great girl. Really good guy. Nothing's happened. Should she should she make a move or not? I don't think that a guy should make the first move all the time. Okay. If there's any guys out there listening, yes. Like if I'm talking specifically to guys, I don't know I'm if like, there's any guys listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would tell guys that yes, always make the first, make the first move. move. Yeah, they okay. should. But I would they also should. like say to girls that there are things that they can do and mm. moves that they can make that aren't like too forward. But like let a guy know mm-hmm. that they're interested. Um, mm. Because guys, honestly, sometimes they're not all there. And they might just be oblivious (laughs) to things. Let's be honest. We all know that guys can be oblivious, miss the point on so many different things. And so um, there are times when I think that a girl should make a first move or at Mm. least show that they're interested. Yeah. And it's not in, I think it's important to make the first move kind of in a right way. Yeah. Yeah. in a way that's not, oh, let me try to make them jealous so then they notice me more. Let me try to show off a little bit so that they notice me. But yeah. in a way that's like, oh, like, hey, I'm interested in you. Um, or even like a text message. Like if you text them first and are kind of like, hey, like, let we should grab coffee sometime. I never think that that's wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a move, like a very safe move to make yeah. where it still lets the guy be the man and kind of, hey, let me, okay, like this girl's interested. Yeah. Let me pursue her now and say, yeah, let's yeah. grab coffee. Let me take you out to coffee or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of girls will think that, oh, let me try to make this guy jealous and see if he notices Ooh, me. Yeah. That that doesn't really work, I don't think. And if mm-hmm. it does work, then I question yeah. if it's the right guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's it's important to, to make the first move in a kind of not in a too forward of a way, but a way that lets them know that, that they're interested. Yeah. If you're interested yeah. in somebody, I don't think that there's a reason that you should hide it. It's not, it shouldn't be embarrassing to like somebody. Yeah. And yeah. also like if you get turned down, you get turned down, yeah. you know, like, it's oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, and I think that sometimes we'll make too big of a deal of like, well, yeah. but what if I get turned down? Yeah. Okay, what if? Like, yeah, what like, is that about today? We're like, yeah, everybody's so like afraid scared. of rejection. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> That's good. And at the end of the day, though, if he is the right guy and if he's interested, the tables will eventually turn and he'll exactly. start to make the moves after that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's not he, all bad to hint. Exactly. It's if not it's bad good. to hint. But if the guy never starts like, making moves, that's when it's like, all right, like, you got to yeah, look at the guy and be like, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so. And the girl should probably stop. 
Exactly. Yeah, we, he's okay, he's off the pedal. This a is bit. good clarity. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of girls are typically nervous to like even say anything at all. But I think you're so right that guys can be oblivious and they need to like do a little yeah. something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes guys don't know the right way to talk to a girl or to pursue a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like it could be a situation where it's like if you see a girl that you think is gorgeous and You've never met her in your life. You don't know her. You don't have any friends that know her. She doesn't know you. Yeah. Is it okay to go up? And how do you start that initial conversation? You mm-hmm. know, you, nowadays, mm-hmm. girls would rather be DM'd than yeah. have a guy come up to them yeah. in person and say, it's hey, yeah. I think you're gorgeous. I would love to get to know you more. Mm-hmm. Girls would be like, oh, well, that <laughs> guy's weird. a creep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, like, that's how you're supposed to do it, right? That's so yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but they're more comfortable with that through a message and so it's just like guys it's it's a tricky place for guys to be in of like how do i start that initial conversation um without being the weirdo like um yeah that's good advice that's really good because i think it is guys we forget how guys have the difficult part of having to like make the first move a lot of times and so you can help them out a little bit and then just see how they respond. And if, yeah. if it's like you still feel like it's pulling teeth, then it's probably a good notion that like, hey, this is <laughs> so exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, God, we we really covered that subject, guys. <laughs> we really covered that subject. Okay, Tevin, I want to know um, for you in this season of your life, um, what are some things that you tangibly do um, that keep you like really present um, in your singleness and like things that. Um, I know for a lot of girls listening who are single and they're anxious to get married or anxious to meet somebody or whatever the situation is, um, just speaking to them, what are some things that you would tell them to do or maybe things that you have done that have really helped you? I think for me, something that I've tried to do um, is to carry myself as the man that I know that I'm called to be, Mm -hmm. Um, to carry myself as a husband, even though I'm not a husband right now, yeah. um, to make sure my character lines up with all of those things and truly yeah. to become the person that the person that I'm looking for would want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's simple things in everyday life that's of good. staying in the word, being disciplined with different things, whether that so that when I meet that person that spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, that I'm in a healthy yeah. place. Um, to really pursue them or be in a relationship. And mm-hmm. so I think that lining up your character now with who you want to be and who you know you're called to be um, is so important because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard it said this way that um, that the Bible clearly states, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that he who finds a girl that he's attracted to, that he begins to pursue, that he begins to date, that then he he proposes and is engaged to and then marries one day and becomes his wife, finds uh-huh. a good thing. A wife is not the presence of a ring. Uh-huh. A wife is the presence of a character. Mm-hmm. You are not a wife when I marry you. You are a wife when I find you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's so important to carry yourself in that spirit of mm-hmm. of character that if you're out there and your character says single or your character yeah. says, oh, like I'm a fun, like I'm a fun date or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to have a husband find you. Yeah. You're going to have a boy find you that then teases you or plays around with you. And so I think to stay yeah. present in your singleness 
is carry yourself as if you're already taken. Yeah, yeah, that's really and good. to walk through life as if you're already taken, mm-hmm. and to pray for that spouse every day. Yeah, um, to walk out life that that when you meet that spouse that you can look back and say, hey, look, I've been preparing for you for yeah. all this time. Yeah. Um, and to, to remember that, but also to not rush and to not put so much pressure on that, that you don't have fun because, mm-hmm. oh, well, I get single. Singleness sucks. No, singleness <laughs> is an amazing time that you yeah. can focus on the Lord yeah. um, without distractions. Yeah. Because as soon as a relationship comes into your life, it's a distraction away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Paul is clear about that. And it's mm-hmm. not a bad distraction, um, yeah. but it is a distraction. Like You can focus yeah. all your time on the Lord when you're single. Yeah. But when you're married and when you have kids or even when you're dating, like there are distractions in your life where you're going to have to find time to put other people into it. And so yeah. I think in that season of singleness is to really you know, focus on the Lord and yeah. realize that you don't have as many distractions that you can do things, go on yeah. missions trips, go explore. Um, yeah. in my single, in my season of singleness and that preparation, I started the hope and love and I was on the road 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah. If I was in a relationship, I would have never been able to do that. Yeah. If I was married and had kids, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that. At yeah. least it wouldn't have been healthy. Um, and so I think that it's have fun, explore, be adventurous, mm-hmm. but also carry yourself in a manner that says, hey, like, this is my character. This yeah. is who I am. So and, good. Um, and prepare yourself for the future. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. I love that perspective. I think like mm. we... We yeah. try to we try to give that perspective a lot just from us for women that are single and maybe like frustrated. But I think coming from a guy, mm. it's even more powerful in a lot of ways just to say like, hey, you can really yeah. use this time to really wholeheartedly pursue the Lord. So that's yeah. really awesome. And um, OK, I want to kind of transition now to talk about friendships. So this is yeah. a hard thing when we talk about guys and girls, guys and being, girls friends. being friends and some of just like the difficulties of it. And so <laughs> love to hear your perspective on how you have kind of maybe throughout your time of like singleness or even in dating and all the things like how have you navigated relationships with females or friendships with females? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's such a I love that question because I think it's so important. Um I think friendships with females or anybody of the opposite sex is very important to navigate safely, even if you're single. Um, I don't get too deep in friendships with females. Yeah. Um, I used to. I used to, it's it's so much easier for me to talk to females. Like I feel like I connect with them so much better, you know. That's yeah. And and they understand. They actually listen and whatever. But. Uh. But I realized um, years ago, and I was told by by friends and mentors that it's not smart. Yeah. Um, because one day, if you are going to be getting into a relationship, that those friendships are going to have to either go away or take a step back. And yeah. if I'm single, and when I'm single, I turn to these girls for advice or mm-hmm. as the people that I talk to or run to if I'm going through something when I'm in a relationship or when I'm engaged or when I'm married, I'm going to have that same tendency. Mm. And that's where it's very unhealthy and very unsafe to do so. Say that me and my future wife get in a fight and 
I've trained myself over the years to run to females to talk to. Yeah. yeah. That's where affairs yeah. happen. That's where it's very unsafe. And so I think yeah. friendships with the opposite sex is so important to navigate safely. Yeah. You can't, like, I'm not saying don't have friends of the opposite sex, but what I am saying is be very smart with those friendships. Like, mm-hmm. even before I was in a relationship, um, I would never really hang out with a, like somebody of the opposite sex in a one-on-one setting mm-hmm. um, that wasn't in public mm-hmm. because I just didn't want to give them the wrong idea. Yeah. But I also didn't want somebody that I might be interested in pursuing or um, somebody from the outside to get the wrong idea of like, oh, oh, I think he might have a girlfriend at least. Like he hangs out with this one girl all the time mm-hmm. because that, that lessens um, the opportunity of pursuing yeah. that person. I see a lot of girls yeah. that have guy friends. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. But they'll post with those guy friends all the time yeah, in yeah. one-on-one situations. <laughs> yeah. And they're the ones that are like, oh, like, yeah, I'm just waiting for the man. Well, the man's not going to come pursue you <laughs> if they see on your story that you're with this random guy all the time. Yeah. Like, there's, it's, it's so important to, I think, like I said, prepare yeah. yourself before you're mm-hmm. married or single or dating, whatever, yeah. like to carry yourself as if you're already taken, whether that's in friendships, whether that's in um, situations that you put yourself in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you do get into that relationship, it can be a barrier to like, well, I have these guy friends that I want to hang out with. Well, I don't really like you hanging out with those guy friends because it's like, I know that they're interested in you. Yeah. You know, like I think that if you hang out with friends of the opposite sex for long enough, one of the parties is going to gain interest in the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not safe. It's not smart. And so I think Mm -hmm. early on, yeah, have friendships, but don't go too deep into those friendships. Build friendships of the same sex. Yeah. Like I'm learning that of build friendships. Like for me, like I'm building friendships with guys because when I am dating, when I'm engaged, when I'm married, I can still go to those guys. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing weird about it. Yeah. With yeah. the opposite sex, it's like you can only be friends for so, so long. long. Yeah. And yeah. if you keep that friendship going on, it could be very unsafe. And so yeah. um, that's something that's super important to me. Like even like for me, like being in a relationship now, um, like I want to have those boundaries where it's like I don't hang out with any female in a one-on-one setting, whether we're friends or not, whether it's a meeting or whatever. Um, And I think those those boundaries are important even in friendship um, when you're single because it can just get into a sticky situation. Yeah, Yeah. that's so good. I think that most of the time, most of the time, the right guy, like a really good guy, honestly, probably wouldn't want their girlfriend or their later on wife to be have a bunch of guy friends like at the end of the day that's like kind of just really not really what they want anyway so if you're listening to this your your girl and want a really solid guy like just start investing your time in girl like girlfriends it's just way more valuable so yeah yeah. and that's so good 
Okay, we want to ask you a little bit about, um, so you wrote this devotional. What's the name of it again? It was called Invaluable. Invaluable. Okay, and you guys, you wrote it with a friend, and it was kind of leading up to Valentine's Day, right? Yes. 10-day devotional? 10-day devotional. Okay, and you talked about all these different topics, and it's a devotional for women? Is that right? Yeah, so it's a devotional for women. (laughs) Every sentence, she had a question mark. She's like, devotional? I didn't want to say it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got asked by a good friend of mine, Megan Hannigan, that um, she's actually mm-hmm. the president of the nonprofit that um, mm-hmm. that I run, and she we do a lot of different things together. We even have a podcast together. Um, but she asked me. She was like, "I know um, that women have a huge role in your life, not in like a weird way." She's like, <laughs> you, "You talk so much um, about your little sisters yeah. and just." Um, I think growing up with little sisters, you have a different perspective of women, of wanting them to know their worth, and you view almost every girl as like, like that's a sister to somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, she asked me to write a devotional with her on really just pouring into women, of letting them know their worth, of letting them know their value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we wrote that yeah. leading up to Valentine's Day. Yes. Okay, can people still find it? I was looking for it, and I'll, I'll have to ask Meg. I don't think that it's still up, but I'll definitely figure out a way to uh, to get it out and find it again. Okay, maybe we can um, leave a link for it or something. But yeah. yes, um, I love that. I think is our final final question with you is I'd love for you just to like drop a word for the women today. Like, can you just leave some encouragement? (laughs) And like women who are maybe like discouraged Mm. or feel unworthy, feel unlovable, all these things, like just any encouragement that you have for them. Yeah. um, I would really just say, and this is, you know, from the bottom of my heart to every girl out there. And and when I speak to, to any girls, it always comes from a place of um, like I'm speaking to my little sisters um, or my girlfriend or really anybody in my life that is a female, um, that, that you are loved, that you are worth so much more than you could ever imagine, um, that you are a princess, yeah. and not because you have a prince, but because mm. your father is a king. Yeah, and And really place your worth in who he says you are. Don't place your worth in somebody else. Don't place your worth in social media or looks or this or that. Place your worth in who he says you are. And he calls you um, his daughter. And never let something that you've been through uh, or going through tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not pretty enough, that um, that you're not enough because you are enough. Um, mm-hmm. and believe that and if you've been through through stuff that um, that breaks my heart that, that so many um, I think females have to go through whether that's um, sexual assault or um, things that they've been through in relationships like that, that that's not your fault mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never let the devil get a foothold in your life by blaming that on you. That is not your fault. That you are loved. That you are still spotless um, through that stuff. That you are forgiven. Um, and that you are loved. Mm-hmm. And that you deserve more than you could ever imagine. Um, 
don't lessen your value because of the things that you've been through, that your value um, remains the same Mm -hmm. through everything. Um, And that's just something that I want to pour into every girl, that I hope every girl understands that they never lose sight of who they are um, Mm -hmm. and that they are a daughter and of the Heavenly Father, that they are a princess. Yeah. Um, that they are beautiful, that they are worthy, that they are loved. Um, and, and so, and I pray that every guy out there would start to to walk that out and treat yeah. every girl that way. Yeah, um, so good. Because every female in this world deserves to be treated that way. Mm. And so. Yeah. Love that. That's so good. So good. Tevin, thank you. Thank you you for sharing just a word on this podcast (laughs) for um, setting all of our standards so high of what like godly men could look like and act like and speak like. So you killed it. Thank you so much for having me on. And seriously, it's it's an honor and um, to even get to speak on this this topic is something that I don't deserve (laughs) um, that that. Um, like I said earlier, I've never done everything right, but want to just try to walk it out uh-huh. and live it out. Mm-hmm. And so thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to share and yes. um, excited for what you guys have going on with the light and the amazing girls that you guys pour into every day. And so yes. thank you guys for that. Yes. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week. It's the beginning of the semester, which means all of our Delight chapters are kicking off. We're so excited about this semester. We have a new book, new merch. So be sure to check it all out at delightministries.com. Also, if there's not a Delight chapter on your campus and you really want this community, you should bring it to your university. It is so easy. Just go to delightministries.com, fill out the application, and we will be in contact with you ASAP. We are so excited for this new semester.